there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! So Barry's not here tonight. Craig Moore, you are great to see you. Could he be down at Eurovision? Oh, I, I, I don't know. I'm off the subs bench. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, you met your Waterloo here tonight. You're here, and we've got the manager of the year with us from Division One, the champion team, Dunfermline boss James McPeak. James, congratulations. Oh, thank you, and thanks for having me back on. Great to have you back on. You did so well the last time. We've not had you on for a year. No, <laughs> actually, no, no. He went. You went for your operation. So. Isn't it strange? There's so much has happened, but my goodness, how delighted are you to lift that title with Dunfermline? Yeah, look, I would, um, I've been quite open in the press. I'd, I'd never won anything. Um, I'd lost a couple of Scottish Cup finals as a player. Obviously, we got the promotion at Dundee through the playoffs, but it's the first first trophy I've lifted. Um, and just just proud of the full the full group, the club, everything. And, it's been a special season. Um, we're still celebrating it to a degree because you've got to, I believe. But no, the, the hard work will start for next season again. But we'll, we'll, we'll cherish this for a wee bit longer. And for the record, we were trying to get you back, but you had an operation down south and all the rest of it. But great to have you with us here, James. Have you got coffee? Are we topping you up there after the celebrations? <laughs> There's a hot coffee coming shortly. Craig Moore, Craig, you're with us tonight <clears> again. <throat> yeah. So the title is over. Celtic celebrated last weekend. Yes. Uh, but tonight, what's going to happen in this playoff? The championship, who's going to come up? You know tonight? what? Again, it's Get closer. The, yeah, the playoffs have been cracking. Yeah. They, they they really have. And again, um, uh, Queens Park um, and Partick. It was a wonderful yeah. game of football. Obviously, the 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 last minute goal towards the end. Partick having the advantage. Ninety eighth minute. Ninety eighth yeah. minute. Yeah. Um, so the stoppage time yeah. plays it plays a part. Yeah. But listen, I still merit very much game on. I fancied. Partick in the first match and I still fancy Partick to go through in this one maybe a bit stronger at the end of the season James what do you think 4-3 at the moment yeah I'm, I'm with Craig on that I, I did the when Queen's Park especially that game against Dundee that, that would have took mm. the, the wind out their sails and hard to recover from that fair play to them they did and, and they're still in the tie um, but I, I think Partick will be too strong for them Incredible. We are just hours away from the sixth Old Firm Glasgow Derby of the season. Can you believe it? They play every other week at the moment. Uh, we're going to hear from both managers. James, you must have. Well, you came up against Celtic uh, last season. So, did you get much time with Ange Postecoglou? Yeah, thanks for reminding me that I came up against them. It was six 0 at Celtic Park and four two at Dens, I believe. Um, no, look, great. He's he's always had a lot of time, and and I'm not just saying it's me. I think. You hear other managers or other coaches talking about him, and he gives you a lot of time. He, he he's one that, and, and look, I'm not, I'm not afraid to ask questions, and I'm, I, be, I believe that you can always learn from people, and, and I think he's an exceptional coach, an exceptional manager. So, yeah, it, it wasn't so good the, the days in at Celtic Park when we, we were losing the games like that, but 
I had a, a 15, 20 minute conversation with him, just out of chance. Um, Celtic were eating at the same place as us and he was excellent again. So just it's the mark of the man that he'll he'll take the time to speak to you and, and give you bits of advice. So if, if that chance is there, then, then I'm going to go for it. Did you send the bill to his table? <laughs> yeah, well... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he knows yeah. about it yet, but yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they'll know. The accountants will know. Yeah. And, and what about Michael Beale? You've not come up against him yet, I don't think, uh, to play against him, but uh, you've got a story about Michael. No, well, Michael was Stephen Gerrard's assistant mm. when, when we played that Rangers team. Um, but I've, he's someone I've knew for a while as well. Not like I'm not sitting in here name-dropping no, or saying I'm, I'm, pa- I'm pals with people, yeah. but through a, a friend of mine put me in touch with Michael and he's like... He, he's been great with us as well and again it just goes down that route that if, if you've got the opportunity to ask someone that, that can help you a question then then I'll take it and Michael has helped me throughout the years as well And your first time coming up against uh, Craig Moore I think great to have you both on you've watched him a number of times I have I, I might have maybe come on as a sub against him years ago I'm not sure right. but he'd have just booted me up in the air anyway <laughs> Is that when not? you were at Livingston? Yes yeah. and under Richard Goffer we will as well weren't you? Yeah, yeah. No, and Archie Knox yeah. and then Paul Lambert yeah yeah. yeah and look Art just took him back to the because Craig, Craig knows obviously yeah. Richard and Archie but Archie was different class yeah. uh, Richard was a manager Archie was the assistant and and it was some some good times that season, but Archie was brilliant and still is. I still speak to Archie yeah. quite regularly, um, and he's no, he's a top man. Archie Knox, he was one of those ones where um, certain players um, would absolutely be bricking it and all that. He, he'd scared a lot yeah. of young players. His voice and he was demanding uh, away from the football field, though. What an absolute champion Archie yeah. Knox is! But again, you look at Archie's career and what he's been through and. He knows a player and knows how to get the best out of people. And I, I really loved working with Archie Knox as well at Rangers. He is just one of those guys that if you're, you're sitting with a beer, a coffee, whatever, you yeah. could sit there all night and just listen to him. He's, he's got some he, great stories. Yeah, he's one of the characters that you, you just want to be in his company. Big match tomorrow, 12.30, Rangers against Celtic, live on Sky. Let's get the injury update. First of all, the home team, Michael Beale. Obviously, Ben misses out from last week. Ryan Jack comes back into the squad, so I'm delighted to... Uh, to see Ryan back in training in the last couple of days. Other than that, no changes. And what about uh, well, Ryan Kent won't feature Willie Morellas is uh, is in the squad? Yeah, Ryan's not returned to training, so uh, he had a, a slight issue last week uh, in training, so we, we've kept him out. Alfredo will still be in the squad and, and still be available for selection if if, if we uh, so, so be it. Craig, Ben Davies missing again. It's not been a good couple of weeks for him. It hasn't, and um, like many players this season, he f- seems to have unfortunately got into a little bit of a, a run of picking up injuries, um, which has been a huge concern, I think, for the squad the, the whole season. Um, look, Suter obviously will come in and, and replace Davies, which is not a problem, and you know I think you'll see a different side in terms of more the, what the future uh, is going to look like for Rangers next season. Um, you know, McCrory will get a shot in goals and all that. They're just the players that are going to be there for next season now are the ones that, that, that are getting that game time. So when I'm hearing about Morelos and I'm hearing about Kent, I've I've kind of lost sure. interest because yeah. they're not part of the future. Yeah, no, and again, and there is so much rides on that game for obviously both clubs, but no, Craig's right, and it is a good chance for Michael to, to go and do that and to to look at, at certain players and I agree on that one with, with John Suter coming in it's a really unfortunate for him the injuries he's picked up he's a he's a great boy and he, for me he's, he is a, a very very good player he's he's one of those players that when you, 
taking a team and he was at Hearts at the time and I, play, I actually played against him when he was a holding midfielder for Dundee United yeah. but just watching him for the side you just you admired yeah. watching him he was he, he was good and I was delighted he got his move to Rangers because I think he deserved it but injuries unfortunately again have, have hampered him but it'd be good to see him get a good run be great to see him back next season and get a real run in the Celtic first in the Rangers first team. Celtic update, let's find out from Ange Postacoglu. James Forrest available, so he's back training, which is good. Aaron Moyes a little bit touch and go for tomorrow. He's he's, he's, he's just a bit sore uh, from a couple of things. So uh, we'll see how he is and um everyone else, uh yeah, I mean you, you know, Carter Vickers, Johnson, these guys are uh, Stephen Walsh, uh, the guys are missing out, but the guy, everyone else is, is good to go. James, the one that stands out there is uh, Aaron Moy, because many people thought that he would start the game tomorrow. Yeah, and I, I, maybe uh, the Celtic manager's been a wee bit cagey in what he's saying and, and just how we'll not know how how much he is struggling or not, but uh, the, the big miss obviously for them is Carter Vickers. He's been, he's been exceptional all season, um, and particularly the way they play. Um, when when they're pressing and they're that that high up the pitch, he's 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 excellent at recovering and and he allows you to play that high up the pitch. So no, for me that's a big one. That but we know he's missing. His season's done. But um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Moy plays. Oh really? Yeah, Greg. What do you think? Any tic tac there from the Australian camp? No, again, yeah. like just listening to a couple of the uh, interviews from Ange. Uh, look. He still wants to obviously put out a team that, that can go and win a game of football. Uh, it's, a, it's a massive game, even though uh, they've comfortably run away with the league. Uh, but I do believe he will make a, a few changes. Um, but it'll only be a few. It'll only yeah. be a few. Mm. I mean, Moy um, has been, I think, a, a very, very good player for Celtic. But if there's any doubt at this stage, um, then I don't think that, that they'll take the risk. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what Ange puts out because it will be a different lineup, and I agree. Uh, in regards to the Carter Vickers situation, look, Ange loves to play defenders yeah. that can allow him to play that high line, uh, yeah. and people that have got pace um, and that are able to defend one v one extremely well. So Carter Vickers is a miss, but it's an opportunity that Kubiashi that comes in for for the opportunity to do that as well. Well, Celtic fans, Rangers fans, if you want to speak to Craig Moore and James McPake, you know the number 0808 17 17 700, and you can join us the conversation and the socials at Go Football Show, Adam. Lambie has been on Instagram, a Dunfermline fan, saying, first of all, I want to thank you, James, for bringing back the relationship between the fans, the players and the club. I also want to ask what your biggest fear is of when you took over the job in the third tier. What was your biggest fear? But first of all, he's, he's saying thank you for bringing the relationship back together. Was there a, a bit of a rift when you arrived? Well, in terms of a rift, I think it had been a, a poor season for the football yeah. club. They had obviously been relegated via the playoffs to, to League One so yeah. there were a hangover from that of course there was um, but the fans have been great and, and it's not you hear a lot and or you don't hear a lot but a lot of that maybe that comes through is it's a fact we've won a lot of games we've yeah. done this we've done that but even for the we went and played Cove in a pre-season friendly end of June start of July and I, I was taken aback by just the amount of fans we took up to Cove mm -hmm. And and it started from then, and and that's when I realised that if we could get this place going, then it it could be special, and we managed to do that. We and throughout throughout the season there were fantastic nights. We had the biggest crowd in a decade when we played Falkirk at East End Park. Um, that was nine thousand, wasn't it? Yeah, and it, it was it, the the crowd before that was when Rangers were in League One, and I think it was just over that. So little things like that, but no, there's been a great connection and. 
I appreciate that that message on yeah. Instagram, but a lot of it's down to the players as well. You know, you know why that relationship comes together like yeah. that as well. So one loss all season in terms of domestically in the league. Um, you know, watching a winning team uh, do extremely well, it, it seems to always find its way of bringing people together, James. No, it definitely, but it also by I think in my first interview, like. I'd, and you get asked, what are your aspirations? What what are you trying to do? And and all we could ever guarantee is that we'd, we'd put 11 players on the pitch and then whatever changes we make, that just give everything for the football club. And there's not been a game all season, even the one we lost. That hurts me now because it would have been great looking back. Could we have went, went through a full season without losing a league game? But again, on the back of that, that, that league game we did lose gave us another focus again. Let's get back on a run. I think it's 24 unbeaten now going into next season. But just, just giving everything for the fans on the pitch and that fans can relate to that now you can lose a game we all know that's football but if they see you working hard giving everything then they're going to get behind you mm-hmm. I'm not naive enough to think yeah. if we, we lose two or three games sure. then they're, they're going to have a go at us of course yeah. they are and, and we all know that we've been in the game long enough but no I, I don't know I think a lot of it, I'd love to sit and take all the credit but the, the players have been exceptional in terms of their work rate Brilliant if you're just tuning in that's James McPake manager of Dunfermline the PFA manager of the year for League One and maybe the overall manager of the year although there's a few contenders <laughs> in there were, uh, was that an Australian laughing there? Was oh, that, yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah. Ange Postacoglu is in there Stephen Robinson Darren Young and uh, there's one other as well no that's it isn't it? that's it's it yeah itself. phenomenal we'll find it it's that Sunday night the big the big dinner it is yeah yep. it's Sunday night it's just genuinely just an honour to be yeah. to be nominated and and I, I do mean that. Look, the, my vote. I'm, I'll, I'll not make it mm-hmm. a secret. My vote was for Ange, mm-hmm. um, because he's been fantastic all season, and his record speaks for itself. And and we'll see what happens. Let's hear from Ange uh, about the game tomorrow. It's it's a game, I guess, tomorrow where okay, there's no major consequences in terms of league table um, and points, but you know, it's still a big game, still a derby game. But you know, not from my perspective, I don't think. It, it, it gives you sort of any sort of edge, significant edge in terms of next year. You know, from our perspective, like I said, we just want to finish the season strong. Chance tomorrow to, to sort of, you know, um, have a look at a couple of things as well from from a team perspective, um, you know, building into next year. So, as I said, we'll use these games as an opportunity to, to make sure we're ready for the cup final and also, you know, um, just sort of have a look at a few things that we, we kind of want to work with. That's the word from Celtic. Let's hear from Michael Beale about tomorrow's game and the importance of winning. It will underline some of the things and progress that's been made that's maybe being overlooked, but that's fine. Like, you know, we can see inside where we're going and who we're going there with. And uh, in, the, in the main, I've been pleased. I've had a couple of really sore results and sore days in the time I've come back in. But in terms of attitude from the group and commitment to what I'm asking, I can't fault that. It's important that we start to show that we can win against opponents of similar level or a higher level than us. That's, that's the challenge for this group now in the next four or five months to, to prove that on the days where the game is in balance, that we have the big moments. In the games when it's in Europe where you might see another team's name and think their squad's worth more or, or whatnot, that this team stand up and show it. They've done it in the past. Um, they've upset the odds in the past in big European games and domestic ones. And I would say to this this team, this group, um, 
that they need to start doing that again. So there's no guard of honour tomorrow, Craig. We no. talked about it last year. Yeah. We're not surprised. And no. I think Ange did say, look, there's respect, Rangers have respect for Celtic and, and vice versa. Yeah. Does it matter? No, for me, it, it doesn't. And I don't think anybody expected um, for there to be a, a, yeah. a guard of honour. What we expect is, again, a, a hugely yeah. uh, competitive match. Celtic wanting to, to obviously finish the season um, without losing any ground or any points against against Rangers, their biggest rival. And for uh, for Rangers, obviously, under Michael Beal, and he's touched on it in his, in his comments there, they need to, to find a way to, to win these big matches. Um, that is where the, the, the improvement needs to be made at Rangers, even in regards to, 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 to this Saturday, but also for next season. You need players that have the ability, the mentality as well as the talent, to be able to get over the line in the big games. So many names been mentioned for Rangers for next season. A few for Celtic as well. It's going to be some summer of change. Uh, Luis Palma, the latest to be mentioned. Do you know a bit about the player? This is for Rangers. This, this is yeah. the Hond- Hond- Honduran, the Honduran lad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, international. Look, what, yeah. what I do know is that um, he's not been too long at, at Ardis. He's an, uh, an attacking um, wide left kind of player. Can come into the uh, you know the pockets a little bit. Decent goals. Um, and... He has a. He still has, a, I think, a two, three years maybe left on his contract, Paul. So he's a player that um, is an interesting profile, a good age. I, I kind of like to see players like that where maybe you have to, to go and spend a transfer. I know that sometimes is, is hard for clubs because financially it takes a, um, a bigger risk at times rather than players that coming up uh, and you get on a free all the time. Because I think to get that, to land that, to get that player that really kicks on, not saying they don't happen because clearly they do, but I, I like to see players that, that maybe uh, there is that investment uh, and then therefore they come in with that bit between the teeth and really want to perform for your club. Quick break and then we're back. We're going on the lines 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! Thanks, James, for the traffic and travel. This is Paul Cooney in Glasgow. The sun is out, Craig Moore, for the uh, the big weekend. Oh, yeah. it, looks, it looks good. And the weather is meant to be good, certainly Saturday anyway. Uh, big day for football. Big day for football, great weather. Sitting across from you is the man, the only manager, apart from one other, who's only lost one game domestically this season. His season is over. James McPakett, Dunfermline, and the only other manager is... I was going to say, what are you suggesting? you suggesting possibly, Paul, that Rangers could uh, get one over Celtic and then Ange loses and then he's won? Let's ask Reagan, <laughs> who's on the line. Reagan, good evening. Paul, it's great to be on again. Thank you for having me on, mate. Great, not at all. Reagan, what are you thinking? No, Paul, I think this is going to be a very good game, actually. I know like, uh, it's got a bit of a pre-season feel to it because um, Celtic have, have basically won the title and Rangers have got nothing to play for, but like uh, Barry was saying, it's still uh, it's still one of those games that's very much looking forward to. And obviously for Celtic, I don't think they'll want to slack off in terms of uh, looking ahead to the big treble final against the Inverness. So, no, it's going to be good. Paul, and I just wanted to... Yep. Uh, say well done to James as well because they've done really well this season. Thank you, I it's appreciate that. See... No, no problem, James. I think I think you, I, 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 um, I think you I think you've done absolutely well this season. And I mean, um, I think it's just testament to the club. I know they they probably should be higher in the uh, to get up to the sure. to the Premier League because I remember. Uh, Growing up with Doug Thurman in the Premiership. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. 
And so does Craig Moore as well. There's always a hard place. There's always a hard place to go. Is uh, the pitch? Is it still a real pitch? Or? It's not. It's a, it's a very good grass pitch now. And and, and it, <laughs> no, it is. It's it's a, a club that's that does have a lot of history, mm. and we're proud of the history. But and and we hear this all a lot, mm. and it's a valid point that we should be a Premiership club. We should, but you've got to earn that though. Yeah. We're in League One for a reason because we get relegated clearly, and we're now in the Championship and and. As you know, to, to get anything in football, you've got to work hard and earn it. So we are where we are now. We're a championship club and it says, let's go and build on that. Yeah, I, I just wanted to ask you, James, sorry, uh, Paul. Let's see Queen's Park this year and what people are broke the fo- uh, from looking back to 12 months ago. Is that kind of maybe inspired the players to go yeah. look well? We can maybe do it next season. Yeah, I'll be honest. We've not had that conversation, but again, the, the players will watch it. A lot of the players... That, that got relegated from the Championship with them firmly and are still there so they're, they're, they're coming back into this pre-season and they'll certainly be in a better mindset in terms of they're on a 24 game unbeaten run in the league so like, who knows I think we, we're, we're going into this league I managed in the league for for three years obviously one of them was cut short with Covid um, so I know how tough the league is and it, it wasn't a surprise when you see a team going up and and doing well and it also wasn't a surprise when you see a team going up and struggling the way Cove have as well so it's, it's a tough tough league and it, it's certainly a step up but no we're, we're going up there to, yeah. to to enjoy being a championship club again and build on the success that we had in League One and to be fair what a what a competition the championship certainly this season yeah. has been so the challenge will be there for you for your next season um, confidence in terms of that run you t- you're touching on with your players Kind of the season for you, a little bit uh, ends at the wrong time. But saying that, it's, there has to be an end of the season. But how do you then get your players back um, and trying to maintain that confidence to go and attack the championship? I think what was really important. Now, I think we won the league with three or four games to go. Um, there were records, and at the time you say you're not too bothered and whatever, but we're proud of them. Like, yeah, yeah. The, the the highest points total, the longest unbeaten run, most clean sheets, all that kind of stuff. But that, that kept the players going in terms of the wee motivation that they needed. But we also made them aware that no matter where we go, because we were winning games, if we were away from home, we were taking a big travelling support. It's, it's tough going to football, the money and the travel. The support we took up to Peterhead on a Tuesday night, it was incredible. So we owed it to the fans to not just slack off and, and say, well, job done, we're on our holidays. But... And to be fair, it didn't take much to, to get the players to do that. Mm-hmm. But they were enjoying the unbeaten run and it was that wee carrot that were saying, yeah. right, can we get 23, 24? And now it's going into next season and, and we're on. Now, you know, momentum and it's it's tough to turn it round when it's the other way. It's a lot yeah, it's a yeah. lot better when you've got it going for you. But look, we're uh, under no illusion just how tough it will be. But it's, an, it's yeah. a better uh, situation than it was going in last year, put it that way. I'm just thinking that uh, Callum McGregor last week when they won the title celebrated with a cup of tea with some sugar in it. Was uh, Could you say the same of Cal Benedictus? No, 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 no. Um, none of them, I don't think. They, to be fair, after we won it, the, the club put on a... It was a fantastic night and then the day we got the trophy was the Player of the Year Awards. So it was a fantastic night as well. And then... For whatever reason, I've allowed them to go to Benidorm, so they're all in Benidorm. I think they went Tuesday to Saturday, and obviously the group chats that go yeah. ahead now, and it's yeah. just a case of that. I've taken myself out the group chats. I can't put, put yeah. up with them anymore. And yeah. no, they, yeah. they'll need to dry themselves out when they come back. I think. Next caller, Reagan, you're still with us. Don't worry. Is the Guardia Thibel, the civil police from <laughs> Benidorm? No, I'm sure they're having a fantastic time. Um, 
Regan, what are you thinking for tomorrow though? Are you looking to see any surprises in the Celtic lineup, or is it pretty much you know who's going to play? I'd quite like to see a few different players in now. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Kobe Ashley though because it's mm-hmm. going to be big pressure. Um, I think uh, in terms of him, this is the perfect opportunity to see what he's made of, and hopefully he'll be able to to, to stand yeah. up and say that he's did very well. But I think for Celtic, it's just looking to see maybe people that a water and maybe O as well because as much as um, as Kyogo's done really well, I think O's still did really well. Um, from when he's popped yeah. and scored some very, very vital uh, chances as well. So here's James. Um, he wants to jump in. Regan, yeah. just to, to pick you up on something you said at the start, and I'm not disagreeing. I just want your thoughts. And then obviously because Craig's here and he's he's played in these games, he says it's kind of a pre-season game and a chance for both both teams to look ahead to next season. And, and more for a question for Craig as well and your opinion, Regan. But can can it be a pre-season game or can it be a a game where you can try things in when it becomes Celtic v Rangers or sorry Rangers v yeah. Celtic? My opinion, no. My opinion, definitely not. Um, and you look at so Celtic side of things. Whoever comes into to the team and there will be changes. They're they're playing also for a position in the cup final, yep. right? So there's still a fantastic end to the season for uh, this Celtic squad, and and every player will want to be involved in in that. So plenty to play for, plus the game in itself. You know, against your your biggest rival, um, at at their place. You know, so and for Rangers, the motivation is you know we need to. I'd like to probably see less talking, but we need to yeah. be in a position where we can actually show that we can get over the line in this type of match. So this this game can never be a dead rubber. Yeah, I agree. Never, that. ever, ever. We'll ban that phrase. Before we go back to you, Reagan, here's what Michael Beale said when he was asked, what would a win mean for you tomorrow over Celtic? Like it always does in this fixture, it would mean a lot. It would mean a lot. We can't do anything now about what's gone past. In the last two games, I think we've performed well and things have gone against us because, one, we're playing against a very good opponent in Celtic and, secondly, we've shot ourselves in the foot in key moments in both ends of the pitch. Tomorrow, the team looks a little bit different than the last two games, so there's opportunity for players to play, opportunity for players to do well in this game, and it's a game that's watched worldwide. So... There should be a lot of uh, excitement and energy towards this fixture from my team. Regan, what would you say to James's question? Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of that, that question, I mean, um, I think in terms of Celtic, they want to, I think I heard Mark saying the other night, Celtic can get uh, beat the Invincible squad yep. for the points. I think it's 106 right. points, Paul. Yep. So I think that'll be an achievement for Celtic. They'll be wanting to do that. And obviously, for Michael Beale, they'll be, they'll be wanting to. Uh, try and beat Celtic because it's been a long time now for Rangers beat Celtic fans got in there so I think that obviously I think that obviously is things for both teams but obviously um, I think more people would have probably enjoyed it if there was six points in it but yeah I think it's still going to be a very a very interesting game Paul Andrew was asked today about improvements in the summer what the plans are what about the names that are flying around we're doing our work but yeah, the, the people trying to identify who we're, we're uh, trying to, you know, um, sort of earmark for, for next year. Uh, fair to say, if they're taking punts now, they're well, well, well off the mark. Well off the mark. <laughs> without talking about specific players. Mm-hmm. Craig? Yeah, look, Celtic um, and, and under Ange in terms of recruitment um, pretty much got it spot on. Um, we don't tend to hear or read about it in the 
the press. Uh, it's something that's kept in house. So that clearly suggests that there, there's been plans in place for a long, long time. And I'm pretty sure that there, there's some key targets that will come in for Celtic um, that we don't know about. But I think what Andrew's shown is that he's been um, highly successful in that, therefore trusted by the, the football club to go out and do his business. Let's hear a bit more from him about the improving team and uh, moves to improve it further for next season. Yeah, as I said this year, I think particularly in talking about Champions League, um, regular participation is one of the ways to sort of improve and, and bridge that gap. I mean, we hadn't been in the Champions League for four or five years and you know for for a lot of our players it was their first sort of it was sort of it was their first sort of step in that sort of level of football so the first part of it is we want to consistently playing champions league football if you do that over a number of years i think that gives you the opportunity to improve and and that's the opportunity that we that that's there before us now but it still comes down to us improving as a team you know if we keep improving as a team all these kind of things become byproducts whether that's domestically or in europe um and you know, again, coming into next year, that's that's got to be our goal. We've got to improve. Um, that'll help us in our first priority, which is always to win the league. That, that has to be our main priority. And then if we improve, that gives us a better chance in, in Europe, um, you know, particularly Champions League level. Regan, as a, a young person, you'd love to see, I'm sure, European Knights at Celtic. There's not so much said about it as there used to be. Everyone now says it's about winning the title. Rangers said that two years ago. That's what the concentration was. Celtic wanted yep. to get to the 10. What do you feel about European football? I think it's a, a very good opportunity, Paul. I mean, I was growing up when Nakamura scored their great free kicks and mm. against Manchester United and Scott McDonald scored against AC Milan. So I think... It's time for the, the, this modern day Celtic to really do something, do do uh, do something in European football and show their supporters that they, they they they've got a team that they can do very well in Europe because, um, like, uh, I think it's a, a a big opportunity, and for, I think it's well for Ange as well because he, uh, as much as we don't want to pay disrespect, I, I think Ange will be very well noticed in Europe as well. And if he's getting doing well in Champions League, that that can only benefit both Celtic and Ange plus the Cogler. What's your scoreline tomorrow then? Um, I'll go three one to Celtic, Paul. Three one Celtic, and that would be a whole season without it. Now I saw the the other night, James and Craig, mm-hmm. uh, the B teams were playing for the City, the Glasgow yeah, Cup. Glasgow Cup. That's uh, great trophy. Celtic yep, were three up. Three, three, three up. Nil up. It goes back to three three, and then goes to penalties. So Celtic won oh. that as well. Craig, so penalty shootouts. Yeah, I seen I seen the first couple of penalties, um, very good penalties yeah. for Rangers, and they, their penalties tailed off. Celtic again, kind of showed that mentality to go and um, to to win another another final at a different level. So, yeah, yeah just on the uh, Paul the, yeah. the the European stuff. Yeah. Um, for me, look, I, I was fortunate enough to play in, in Europe, and and I always felt that it was a it was an a brilliant distraction from domestic football. Mm-hmm. It give you the opportunity to to test yourself normally against the the, the very very best. And and what Ange touches on in in terms of being able to consistently be there will allow his team to to grow in that competition. There's no there's no doubt about that because the biggest the biggest factor um, that that would let teams down. And even when I was back there in that day, is um, you get you get chances in Scotland when that Rangers and Celtic, and you maybe don't get punished like you do in Europe. Mm-hmm. Right in Europe, the top teams—they're ruthless. Yeah. Boom, you make a mistake. So it's it's that concentration 
um, at that higher level. And once once you can bring that, then um, then Celtic and Rangers they can compete with the very very best, you know. But for Ange, he'll be looking to definitely improve and and not only play well in 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 the Champions League. He wants to go and get results. Um, that's certainly what's his motivation. James, it's quite a jump, isn't it, to go from our game here in Scotland, which we love, but then to suddenly, you know, you're in the San Siro, you're at Anfield, or... As in Craig's spot on, the, the chances he get are, are the chances that we spoke about Cameron Carter-Vickers where he can, he's got the recovery pace. Now, that, that doesn't really happen when you're playing like the, when they played Real Madrid, so it is a concentration, but and just probably going back to Craig, is it something that for them to do that, do they need better players, or can it be... Can it be Ange coaching this team and just because of now being in the Champions League, the experience around about that, or is it bringing in a better quality going do that? Because I watched the Champions League games and they were good in most of the games. But yep. you say that that just that final wee bit, that top top bit of quality yeah. for the opposition, and it's a goal. And yeah, and I think that's and I and I touch on concentration, and the reason why I say that is because European football, it's important when you lose one, you don't lose a second and third. Uh, and I think that that's probably something that hurt hurt Celtic in yeah. regards to you know, it's certainly the Real Madrid game. You know, in a fantastic mm-hmm. position, actually could have been two 0 up themselves. Yeah. All of a sudden, bang, 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 and in the, in the second half. So it's it's a concentration, of course, better players. But I think it's 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 how Ange um, or any other coach, James, you know, I, I guess give give the players that confidence. I mean, and it's for Celtic now and players. It's it, it's not their first rodeo. It's not it's not something they yeah. they haven't seen before. So they go in with, you know, proper players, experienced players at a decent level. They now go in with that belief that we deserve to be here and we can actually beat these kind of teams. Yeah. In, in Europe, which had been so great for Rangers for a number of years, was then an Achilles heel this year, wasn't it? For Giovanni van Bronckhorst, he went from a final yeah. to they didn't get a point. And that that affected him, didn't it? And affected mm. the team. The Rangers fans were even more critical of the manager. Yeah, and, and again, look, what happens, uh, especially here in, in Glasgow, whether it's at Celtic or whether it's at Rangers, you, you, continue, you set the standards. And once those standards are there and then you fall short of that, then... Of course, people are going to be disappointed, and there's you know for, for the Rangers situation, it's it's continued to to be on the slide. So there's a lot of work to do for Rangers in regards to to improving. We've touched on it virtually mm. the whole back half of the season. Sure. It's a real big challenge for the football club. Celtic's challenge is, I think, in, in terms of how does Ange grow that team to become a better team. Um, domestically, we know exactly what they're going to offer. Can they make that improvement in Europe? Regan, thanks so much for joining us. He called 0808 17 17 700 on this sunny evening. Craig, I think you're going out later outside tonight. Oh, Just, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure yet. If the weather stays see. like that... Um... I'll go with you. <laughs> <laughs> the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kenneth Head Road, Darnley. Let's go! Friday evening, Paul Cooney with Craig Moore and James McPake. Lots of messages coming in. James saying, well done. Dunfermline up as champions. We're going the line in a second or two. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Michael Beale's been speaking about tomorrow's game, which we heard just earlier, and also about the summer changes, the revamp at Ibrox. We'll have a foundation of players from this season that have done well in terms of knocking out uh, results in the league. We'll have a foundation, so we're not going to start with a completely new 11, of course, and then we want to get our recruitment done early. We return to training on the 30th of June, and I expect to see some new faces either before that or certainly in the first two weeks of pre-season. You're right in saying the first five weeks leading up to the first game in the league and then the 
The Champions League qualifier are really important. The pre-season will be important, both for bedding in new players and the new ideas that come with it. It's an exciting time. We've got to get through the next two weeks first. and uh, But a lot of that work and planning is going on in the background. I've obviously been busy with that. Been a really important part of my role and my thinking since November. It's not just in the last three or four weeks. It's been a constant that we want to build a stronger Rangers for next season, and, and that's what we're busy doing. Let's bring on another Rangers fan on the line. It's uh, Thomas from Easter House. Good evening, Thomas. Hi, Paul. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks. James is here in good form. So too is Craig. What did you Hi, make? Craig. Hi, James. Hi, Thomas. Hi, Thomas. Alright, mate. Um, I was just I was a point about the Morris game, um, yeah. and I think looking at the previous games, I don't think it'll be much between them between the and the games. I think it's came down to fine margins, mm-hmm. and I think Celtic. But the problem is Celtic know how they've got the mark and they've got to beat the Rangers, and I think they know that they don't need to beat their best tomorrow to beat us because they know they just need to wait. Because there'll be a couple of time in that game tomorrow. The wheel switch off defensively and will be a golden. And that's the way the games have been gone. And I think, obviously, I know it's a big summer for us. It's a massive summer for us, but I don't think MD's really want us to go there and just take, just go back. We want to see progress or something. Like just see yep. progress, see getting better. But we make the same mistakes every time we play them. We're always switching off. We know it's Celtic Day, we know it's about being quick, getting the ball and playing quick, getting the ball forward and and for some reason we switch after that every time we play them. Craig? Yeah, no, it's a, Thomas, it's a, it's a fair point in regards to you look at the games throughout this season. Um, look, I'm saying close margins. I, I felt that the whole season that the Celtic have had a, um, a far better cutting edge in terms of mid to final third um, and therefore have certainly taken their opportunities in matches. But you're right in terms of, you know, concentration. You, you look at um, the, the goal, the last match here, I think it's five or six players that, that clock off where Jota gets a header at the at the back stick. That's concentration, that's focus. Um, and you shouldn't have to guess because Celtic, they, they want to get the ball in quickly. They want to take quick free kicks. They want to take short corners. You've got to be alert and you've got to be ready. Uh, my concern for Rangers, Thomas, and uh, be interesting to hear your thoughts, Rangers will go with pace at the weekend. So they'll go with Sakala, uh, no doubt. Obviously, you'll have Matondo potentially as well. And, and that can cause its problems for, for Celtic backline. I've no doubt about that. The concern for me is the, is the quality, is the execution, is the composure in that final third. That's where I, I felt Rangers have fallen uh, quite short of the mark this season as well. No, I, I, sorry. Sorry, Thomas. I think you you make a great point as well. I know Craig Craig did touch on it, but the the, the way they switched off at at Hamden for that that semi final, and then also there were a game. It was either the start of this season or last season where Celtic scored from a quick corner and from a quick throw in. So I, I think you're right, and you're saying they're making the same mistakes over and over. But for me, and obviously. Michael Beale's a Rangers manager and a, a far better manager than, than I am, but I, I can't, I don't think you can excuse that. As players, as manager, whatever, because Craig's right, you know what Selick are going to do. You know that as soon as the ball goes out, Joe Hart's trying to get the ball in as quick as he can. As soon as it goes out for a throw in, 
of doing it, but they've been doing that since I was at Dundee when when Ange came in. So for me, that's criminal when when you're losing goals like that, and and it is a fair point yep. in terms of making the same mistakes over and over again and I get that is something that Rangers are going to need to be aware of tomorrow yeah and that's right it's like you, you can concede goals um, you know we, we don't like to concede goals right but make it hard for the opponent to score uh, and, and that's by doing your job well and, and, and making sure that, like I said you're concentrated you're focused uh, that can come in many different ways and sometimes I think it's by, by speaking on the pitch sometimes it can be uh, the smallest thing, but it keeps players alert. Are they Look, missing leaders, well, vocal, uh, vocal uh, leaders? We've had yeah. that conversation as well, Paul, yeah. and I think it's fair to say that the Rangers, uh, in terms of whatever starting eleven is out there, probably do lack leaders in regards to you know people being able to uh, you know move people about the field, good communication, yeah. keeping people on on the job. Uh, that's that's an area where I think there can be improvement for uh, for sure. So surely Rangers do stay switched on tomorrow. What else do they need to do? to beat Celtic where is the magic going to come from well again I think I think Rangers can cause Celtic problems in terms of uh, with pace right? Carter Vickers as we've touched on earlier on yeah. it'd be a, he's a huge loss right so straight yeah. away you come into to not the same back two go and work it go and test it mm. um, and, and see how Kobayashi handles mm. um, this kind of atmosphere go and make their back line nervous I think Rangers can do that but it's about the big moments Paul. Sure. it's about taking those goals taking those opportunities and at the same time, being able to defend and defend well. And I'll just add in it that they can also hurt them at set plays yeah. because they will be bigger. Um, Carter Vickers sure. being out, he is one of the main headers of the ball in that team. And and when you do look at big games, whether it be here or cup finals or any any games in the world, really, that there's a big importance on, mm. set plays are huge. And, and that, that'll be an area, I'm sure, that that Rangers are focused on for to try and hurt Celtic there. but And again, just going back to them being switched on, I, I, st I still struggle to, to work that out, mm. whether it's, if you could have 11 great leaders on the pitch, and but it happens that quickly. Mm. That they, they, they must be watching it through the week. They must know. Yeah, like, yeah. Everybody knows that that's what Celtic do. So for, for that goal in the semi-final, for the two at Celtic Park, it's for me, that's just, that that's basic, basic errors of, and you shouldn't need a leader on the pitch even yeah. to tell you that. You, you no, they're, they're, those kind of mistakes, look, they're, they're, they're costly yeah. Because, yeah. because you lose games yeah. of football. Um, so I, I agree in regards to players that continually repeat the same mistake. You go, well, you know, we, we've got to deal with that. And sometimes that means that maybe that player isn't good enough. Um, that's that's the, the, the honest answer yeah. to that. Um, but they, that's an area that needs to be, be improved upon. And when I say... Uh, and you probably, uh, James, you're asking there, like, so for example, if I'm defending as a centre-half and the play's happening and, and it pops out um, and, and it's a Celtic throw and all that, if, if, if I'm communicating sometimes and keep my right full-back in, or say, listen, right, switch on, switch on. It's just sometimes simple communication yeah. from the right player. That, for me, is considered leadership. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And I think that that, that yeah. can also make a difference. Thomas, coming back to you now, here's Todd Cantwell speaking about the previous game he's been saying Rangers getting closer to Celtic what did he say today about that? I could I could sit here and say that you know I thought we were good and, and all the rest you know ultimately we lost the game um, I did think we, we, we played well at times and I thought you know the game plan that we had was, was working to a degree so yeah I'm looking forward to playing them again Thomas where are your goals coming from tomorrow? I've no idea Paul that's the truth you know I, I'm, I'm no a Sakara fan I, I don't get I don't get them you know, I don't get with the height. He's a fast runner for me. Uh, that's who he is. Who else does uh, he play there, Thomas? Who else does he play up in I, the forward I, areas? I, I, 
as I think I don't know whether I have the idea because Morelos, you know the answer. You know, you know, even he, 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 he's crying. You know, and uh, I don't know where else to go in the team. I think the only way we can see scoring is set pieces. You know, and because of near real quality up front just now. You know, I had the game last week against Aberdeen, and it was quite painful to watch. Yeah. Uh, and Matondo. You know, and I feel a wee bit for Matondo because he's only had a shot at the team and he's been injured. And, you know, so you want to give him the benefit, give him pre-season, maybe next year as well. But I just think I showed you how maybe a bigger joke was when Michael Beals Hans that you're talking maybe building, he's maybe got three players here you can keep for next year and he's going to have to build a, a brand new team. Uh, and obviously you've got Champions League qualifiers as well, which you're going to have to have the ground running. So, but in terms of the moral, I don't see where the goals come from. Here's the manager. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's your manager speaking about a couple of things. First off, transfer activity. What's the latest? There's a lot of speculation in names. Um, lots of good players, which is nice that they're being with us. But no, until anything's concrete, we we don't want to talk on any individual players out of respect for their clubs and also for those players as well. And he was asked. I know Craig, you and thousands are tired of hearing about Morelos, and he is the past. But he's in the squad tomorrow. The manager was asked about his comments after the Aberdeen game. No, I spoke to him before I made those comments. I was asked a question and I, I didn't think it was his b- best performance in terms of energy. I've not had to say that too much uh, working with him. Our relationship's really honest and upfront and always has been. There's no issue between me and him. But likewise, with any player, if I think their energy needs to be better, I'll say it. And it's just the honesty and they respect that because it's two-way. Is Scott Arfield maybe going to feature tomorrow, do you think? So, I mean, again, I'm saying Rangers could potentially go with a false nine. Scotty Arfield yep. could be a false nine, but that probably also highlights a problem for Rangers in terms of the lack of uh, firepower that they have. Uh, but Scotty Arfield was excellent, I, f- I felt, in the in the last match when he came on. Would you play Morelos? Would I, you? I wouldn't, know. No. I wouldn't. Would you, James? I don't, I don't know. Just listening to... And I think Craig's made some great valid points that the firepower at the top end of their pitch and, and I agree with Thomas on Sakala I don't I'm not having hammering Sakala or having a go at him but I just feel and Craig spoke about the big moments in the game that's when he can he, he lets himself down at times he gets in great positions and he might snatch at it or whatever so I, and I get with Morelos you just never know what you're going to get he, he, he can, we've seen him being excellent in Europe we've seen him being excellent in certain games but where's his head at at the minute in terms of that and is it too big a risk or too big a game to play him I don't know Thomas, would you play him, Morelos? Uh, no, no, I wouldn't. And uh, after the semi-final, I'd have actually just said to him just to go the route, just you know, just it's... go to the club, get the club, because he's he's not a good influence, mm. you know. And I just think he just to see the way he walks at the park. And if he plays him, or I wouldn't be surprised if he gets sent off. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes and did something stupid just to for the sake of making a name for himself. I think that's his that type of boy. It's a hard one, Thomas, yeah. you're right, because, again, we're, we're not privy to what's happening on a day-to-day basis. Um, James, you'll know in terms of sometimes if you've got if you've got someone that's a little bit off uh, and, and knows that they're also leaving and can be the wrong type of influence, it can go through the dressing room in, in, in no time. Yeah, uh, and it, 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 can, it can ruin your dressing room, and, and you know that if you've been in dressing rooms as well, and, and that's tough, and then you've got other players in there that might be working hard every day, and, and they're looking at that, and certain players are getting picked before them, so it, it is a really tough one, or can you can you just get them to, to a point where you're 
you're rely, relying on him to go out and give you one one big performance before he goes. I don't know. It's a tough one. I'm glad but, I'm but, not but making the, the call. comments. But the comments from Michael Beale, yeah. um, I kind of take on trust in regards. So I think that, yeah. that that seems to be a conversation that he's had with the player. The player seems to be on board between now and the end of the season. Uh, there's been honesty there. So you'd like to think that um, Morelos would go about it in the right way. But Thomas, I can't see him starting the football match. What's your scoreline? What, what do you think is going to happen, Thomas? Uh, I think Celtic are a better team. They are a far better team. I can't see scoring goals, so I'll take a 1 0 victory the now. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Thomas. Thanks so much for making some really good points. Cheers. Enjoy it tomorrow. There'll be 50. 52,000 Rangers fans there tomorrow. No Celtic fans whatsoever in the ground, but there'll be a huge audience. I can't, it's a long time since I can remember a game like this, though, where there hasn't been the same buzz for it no. in the warm up to it. There will be tomorrow. Barry always says he wakes up early on old firm day. Yeah. Craig, are you the same oh. normally? Oh, I hate getting up early at oh, the best right, of time. <laughs> <laughs> James, isn't it? It, it? One of the biggest derbies in the world, but it's definitely, I mean, they've played so many times as well, mind you. Yeah, look, I still love it. Yeah. Um, and it just maybe an interesting. It might have been covered. I'm sure it has on the show. But f- for Craig's point of view, what is have we lost a bit of the game not having an away crowd at both grounds? Ah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, for me, uh, this game is for the for the fans, isn't it? And mm-hmm. and, I, and I think that you know certainly this match, all matches, you know, to to have both home and away support, I think makes a a, a great spectacle. Um, so that that for me is a is a huge miss. Um, but for this particular match, you look at Celtic and all that sort of stuff coming to to Ibrox, they they would love to be able to try and silence fifty two thousand. Yeah. For Thomas, give him something just as we go to the news. What was your what's a favorite a favorite memory? Just one of the great memories uh, you of, had at of, Rangers against Celtic. Well, I only managed to score one goal. It was a three-two win um, at at Ibrox, so that was that, that was a good moment. Um, There's a few trophies in between, yeah. a few beers, a few nights out. <laughs> it wasn't good all toys. about you. I meant your club at the time. Ah, so, okay. ah well, yeah. the club the club won a lot more than what I did in terms of the trophies. Great players, great stories, great professionals from all over the world, Paul. So lots of calls coming in to speak to Craig Moore and to James McBake. It's funny, I was looking at the telly there. You're on uh, Sky every few moments. They've got the nominations, nominations. for the, the manager of the year, which is Stephen Robinson of St Mirren. What a job he's done. Yeah. Darren Young, Sterling Albion. James McPake with us, Dunfermline Athletic. And Ange Postacoglu, the manager of Celtic. News is next. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. Enjoy your football this weekend. There's so much on. It kicks off tonight, 7.45. It's on the telly as well. I think it's on the BBC. Queen's Park against Partick Thistle for the chance to play against uh, United to get that spot in the Scottish Premiership, the Cinch Premiership. 4-3 to Partick Thistle. Brian Graham getting the goal in the, what, that 90. 
eighth minute of play. Uh, I was reading on Coyle today. He was saying, you know, if his team give everything tonight, he'll be proud of them. I think Queen's Park would go in as favourites, but who knows? Oak View, who can tell? James McPake is with us. Craig Moore as well. It's great to hear you too. Uh, off air speaking as well and if you want to call and speak to them 0808 17 17 700 also uh, tonight we've got Clyde against East Fife it's uh, Clyde are one up at the moment and Dumbarton against Annan 6-0 to Annan that's uh, even wider than the Falkirk Airdrie scoreline they play tomorrow tomorrow at 12.30 you know the score Rangers against Celtic. We'll hear more from Todd Cantwell. We had Callum McGregor on last night, nomination for the PFA Player of the Year. And we'll hear from Ange Postacoglu and Michael Beale in this hour. Also, Aberdeen against Hibs, Dundee United against Ross County, Kilmarnock against Livingston, St. Johnson against Motherwell, and top six, St. Mirren against Hearts, who is going to come third. And Aberdeen against Hibs, an absolute sellout. When the season started, what, end of July, isn't it? Beginning of August. And that's what you play for all season to win the title. Celtic have won it again, back-to-back titles. And the manager, Ange Postacoglu, was asked today how much he enjoyed last Sunday's celebrations. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice to get back. Um, you know, obviously, last year when we got back from Dundee United, it was a bit late. This time, you know, it was still early sort of in the day. And um, it was great. Uh, reception we got was was outstanding. The, the, the supporters sort of uh, created a really great atmosphere. And, uh, you know, the players, myself, all the staff, we we certainly appreciated, um, you know, the, them coming down and, and sharing in the in the success uh, we've had. So, um, yeah, it was great. Like I said, would have been nice to have a home game to back it up with, but we, we're going to have to sort of, all our stuff on ice when we're in front of 60,000 till next week. But uh, as I say, it was good to, to share it with uh, yeah, um, some decent numbers after the game. Yeah, he made his point there, didn't he, James McPake, about it would be nice to have celebrated with a home game. They have to wait till next week. Yeah, um, but again, and for me, I think they'll enjoy it even more because they'll, they'll go to Ibrox tomorrow and we don't know the result, but... I don't think it. I'm just going from the experience of the last couple of weeks. I don't think it really matters when when you're getting that enjoyment. And Craig knows yeah. all about it with the trophies he won. And the longer it goes, the, the more parties you have, the better it is. So <laughs> no, um, although he's saying it would be nice to have a a home a home game straight after winning the league, but it's still going to be a special next week, and yeah. and it just drags the parties on a little bit. Now that's the thing. It does. It doesn't matter. I don't think uh, when when you get home, like you say, there's going to be sixty thousand there. Uh, it's going to be a carnival atmosphere. It's going to be, uh, you know, the opportunity for the fans to show their appreciation of of what the team have delivered throughout the season. So you're right. I don't think that actually matters when they're going to get that opportunity anyway. Yeah. He also was asked about his nomination as PFA Manager of the Year. Yeah, it's uh, it's obviously nice recognition for for the whole group. That um, you know, I think it's testament to kind of the season we've had and. Um, the consistency and the level of performance and uh, yeah, obviously I'm sort of the, the front man for all that but um, I think it's great recognition for all, all the staff and everyone involved and the players uh, and like I said reflective of the season we've had in some season and some season for you James McPake manager of Dunfermline you lost only one game in the league during the season similar to Ange Postacoglu although he's got what three games to go mm-hmm. three or four games to yep. go um, I heard on the radio it was just the day before the kilt walk 14,000 people almost two weeks ago walking in Glasgow so I was out and about in the car didn't get to a game and I heard the celebrations when you uh, the fans enjoyed it so much what was that like for you that day at East End Park? 
again, touching on what I said earlier, I had yep. never won anything. The promotion um, to the Premiership with Dundee through the playoffs was good, but it was during yep. COVID. There were 500 mm. Kelly fans there. What I must say about that, the bus journey from Kilmarnock to Dundee is the best bus journey I've ever had. It was, <laughs> was it the quickest? No, no, no. I think we were telling the driver the wrong way to go just so we could party on the bus. So Up via the Dramocter Pass. <laughs> so, but that was special. And, and for as well, I've got three young girls. Yeah, I'm a three-year-old, a seven, a eight-year-old and a nine-year-old. So I go that wrong, and I'm for listening. I'm sorry, but uh, so to, yeah. to share it with him is what was really important to yeah. me. Um, and I know that it's what a lot of people say, but I had never done it, and, and it was it was a great day. Um, the the club did make make a big thing about the families being there as well, and and I just thought that was special. And then we had the the awards night after it, which was great. And and it's, it's, as you say, you just you, you enjoy those moments, and because this game has got a, a habit of just kicking you and and knocking you down at times and, and that that next knockdowns yep. just around the corner exactly so and we, we, we said that to the players and, and they had to enjoy it um, because I think in the full group including the staff mm. one more the kit man mm. and then three of the players had won a league and you're talking about wow. 40 or 45 people mm. in that full group at that time so it was really special for us um, and the, as I said earlier the boys are still away enjoying it yep. yeah. I'm looking a wee bit tired because I've been enjoying it but no like, yeah. that, that's what it's all about that is what it's all about and mm. you know what Paul it's, it's something I've realised the older I've, I've got you know because sometimes the moment isn't enjoyed the way that it should be uh, and then like later on in life you kind of look back on the, these these moments it's not the same you know and I, I remember we played uh, in, in, in China Champions yeah. League qualifier mm. and ended up qualifying for the Asian Champions mm. League and one thing I said to the coach John Aloisi at the time is enjoy the occasion now Enjoy the occasion now because, like it says, they pass and, and, and that next kick in the guts, as you say, it's, it's just around the corner. It really is. So it, I think very, very important to enjoy the moment, live the moment, and then and then you go again. Yeah, and, and, and as it, yep. you, you get back to work, but there's plenty of time for that. Like it's the season now for, for us is done. So it, it was, it was something we stressed a lot to the players that we could have won it in Peterhead and yep. Falkirk won that night. So that, that did, it moved it to the Saturday. We won it in the Saturday. And, from then on, it was like we want to we want to get through with this this record, this run. But you have to enjoy it. And now that wasn't saying go out every day, do this, do that. But enjoy playing in the games as well. Go out and play with that freedom. You're for for a lot of them, it's the first time playing as champions. So for the last three or four games, they got to play as the champions. Which for me, it was the first time I've managed as a champ as a league winner. Mm-hmm. So it was just and the games were important because of that as well. We had records, we had stuff. But also just that freedom of going out and playing in front of a good crowd as as a league winner. Did you? Sorry, Paul. Those those games as winners. Interesting question. Did you learn anything more about your players in those matches? That's a good question. And one thing I think that looking back on it, I believe looking back on those games now is I could see just that they're better than than what they think they are. Yeah. Because in those games, they're playing free. It's like a pre-season friendly, for example, or whatever. You just go out and say it's about just running about fitness, try things, and that's what. And it wasn't being disrespectful to other teams because we mm. never lost any of the games after it. But it was a case, of, and in one of the games we went down to nine men for thirty minutes and, and managed to hold hold on against a very good Airdrie team, one-one. So, but we learned about just when the shackles are off, just how good the players are, yeah. and and that's something that we will use. We'll show them to say, look, there's what you can do. 
with the freedom when you, when you go out and we want them to play with freedom. Mm-hmm. If they make mistakes, then fine. That's like who doesn't they make mistakes? No. But yeah, but there was certainly a release there after they won the league that they just went and it looked like they enjoyed it. And and for me as a manager, that was great to stand and watch. And you're in the history books now, James McPake, as manager of Dunfermline, bringing them up as champions. And when you look back in the history of the club, and a lot of people won't know this, younger people, that one of the great, one of the greatest ever manager, Jockstein, is in the history books at Dunfermline Athletic. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll know you. I don't like my name even yeah. being mentioned. No, but he that, is, along. and it's worth saying that to. No, I, yeah, no, sure. it's like yeah. his pictures at the, yeah. when you walk out um, the stadium up the steps to the car, and like, a fantastic manager, but. No, I, I have no right to even be quoted as, as anywhere near that. No, but I'm that. just saying you are at the football club where he is still revered. I've not been for a few years. I remember going and interviewing Bert Payton when he was the manager. Another legend, but, yeah. Of course, he was <laughs> magnificent. I remember him saying about one of the strikers, he'd die, he's slower than he, than he looks and all that. He did some great... But, you know, Jockstein at Dunfermline was just... Uh, and he helped to change that club in the 60s before he then... what Hibs, wasn't it? And then, and then Celtic. And, yeah, and, and great. And another stat that, that I found remarkable, really, and I only found out about it when probably a couple of weeks before the title that I think I'm the the seventh manager to win anything there and they've only ever won eight major so two Scottish Cups and then Brilliant. six leagues at whatever yeah. level and yeah. you go I, I, you think a club like that for that's went back so long and it just shows that these exactly what you say is these moments don't come around mm. very often you, you look at it that way so that made me enjoy it that wee bit more. That's mm. that. yeah, yeah, no, yeah. but it's, you're you're right too. Like I says, I've seen too many people that you got you got to live the moment. Yeah. Like I says I just think that that's so important in life in general because things things can go sour very very quickly. Mm. Absolutely, Mister Steen, that's it's, what he called him. Did the same with Willie Waddle, Mister Waddle. Yeah. Not many you would say that to, you know, mm. but the younger ones. Yeah. But in those days, what else could you say to Jockey apart from Mister Steen? Yeah, yeah. Or to Mr. Waddle was yeah. horse, yeah. yeah. And he was like, get out of the way and go. No, no, he was actually great. It was the World Cup in 82. And he was brilliant with yeah. me. He was a very, very young reporter. Sorry, uh, East End Park. I wonder uh, the ambitions for the coming year. We'll speak to you about that before the end of the programme. We're only hours away now from the sixth Old Firm game or the Glasgow Derby. I don't care what you want to call it. It's Rangers against Celtic. 12.30 tomorrow. Andy Walker was in that seat last night, James, and he'll be on... Tomorrow on Sky, uh, let's hear from Ange um, playing Rangers again, talking about the challenge. Yeah, because the, the, like I said, there's different context to all of them. You know, there's home is different to away, um, league is different to a cup semi final, to a cup final. So they're all sort of different uh, in terms of the context you go into. Uh, yeah, this one's different again. So yeah, there's always. I mean, whilst in terms of the teams and the way they play, um, yeah, obviously. You know, when when they had the managerial change and, and Michael came in, they sort of you know tweaked the way they played a little bit, so that provided a different challenge too from earlier in the year. So, and there's always kind of depending on injuries or team selections or different makeups in the team. So I think every every we try and we try and treat every game as you know being an individual contest, but there are sort of similarities there between all of them. But um, you know, I think you need to address them you know in, in a singular fashion. Yeah. Well, he has. He's certainly transformed the fortunes of Celtic over the past, what, 22 months now. And Michael Beale has come in with, actually, he hasn't done that much wrong, Craig Moore, has he? But he's not been able to beat Celtic so far. No, and, and that's that's a challenge for Michael. He, he knows that. Um, he's, he's performed okay in these matches. Big moments are probably, um, you know, not, not going in his favour. But... Uh, 
the, like I says, these are the matches, not only for the players, not only for the supporters, for Michael Beale in terms of, I guess, having that confidence um, and excitement in terms of coming back next season. How important it's going to be, uh, Paul, for, for Michael Beale and Rangers to, to get signings in early, mm-hmm. for me, is, is, is crucial to what can be achieved next next season. The business needs to be done as early as possible. Rangers fan is on the socials, Ryan Walker at Go Football Show. He says, Craig, James, hear me out on this one. Mm-hmm. A three-five-two. okay? Here's his line-up. Right. And uh, it's controversial. McCrory, Yilmaz, Davies, Goldson, Suter, Devine, Raskin, Lundstrom, Cantwell, Sakala, and up top, top scorer, James Tavernier. He says, tomorrow's a great opportunity to, for Michael Beale to change the lineup and to do something completely different against Celtic with nothing to lose. He says, I'd love to see James Tavernier up top with Sakala. We don't have a recognised number nine and he won't play Morelos. Uh, Taff has all the attributes of a top goal scorer. He can header the ball, pace, power. He knows how to finish. He's always said he fancied playing as a striker. Would love to hear the panel's view on this. Craig Moore. I'm going to go with madness. Yeah. Um, nah, look, I mean, I know, sure. I, I know, I believe that Tavernier did play up front. Look, yeah. playing up front as a, as a younger kid at a lesser level to, to now playing up front. Uh, Tav is, is, is someone that I think comes on to, to the ball um, and, and when he sees that space in front of him, he's very influential. Playing as a striker up top, completely different pictures you're getting. Um, so I, I'm saying madness with, with that one. Sure. I don't know what changes Michael Beale is going to make. What's your team for tomorrow? <laughs> I mean, Davies is out, yep. clearly. So mm-hmm. Suter, for me, I think just comes in, um, which would allow the, the back four to be the same as. Uh, McCrory, obviously, in goals. Uh, Raskin, Lundstrom and um, Cantwell yep. as a three. Sakala, Matondo, mm-hmm. and I would throw in a... Have I got one more? I've got one more. False nine in Scotty Arfield. Arfield, yeah. James, what do you think, first of all, about the Tavernier up front, for... same as Craig. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. Look, I, I get the what Ryan's saying. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and why you would because he does score goals and stuff like that. And, and we're talking the Morelos and what Sakala lacks in terms of that end product, but that's not going to help uh, playing Tav up there. And again, just on, on the other point, I, I don't think they'll play a free either. I, I think they would really struggle as a free going against Celtic. Because then it does become a five because of the way Celtic's wingers play. And, and, and I can speak for experience because I tried that. Yeah. Not with the players that, that Rangers no, have no. got. But as soon as you, when we lined up that day and it was it, it was a, it was a five straight away, there were no Just way. Pin your back. Yeah, and that's what they'll do. And then it'll free up the middle of the pitch. And then all of a sudden you've got the, the full backs in the middle of the pitch as well. Mm-hmm. And it's a tough one. And so I agree with Craig in, in terms of the shape. And... Uh, I'm warming to that idea of Arfield doing that as well because he, yeah. he is effective. Yeah. He, he runs beyond from deeper as well and playing as that false nine or whatever phrase uh, we want just, to call just it. Just because they don't have a, an out and yeah. out strike. I mean, you, mm-hmm. can, you can play Sakala through the middle and yeah, yeah, he has the pace, but I think we all kind of agree that he doesn't probably have that um, quality in terms of those big moments. Um, and to be fair to Arfield, in, in the big games, he, he, he always he, he produces mm. uh, more often than not. And and it's you talk about people that, that have played in big games before, and I know they all have, but he, yeah, he's yeah. one that's consistent in them. And and I think when when he's on it, and normally when Rangers are doing well, Scott Arfield is is a big part of that. He gives everything. He's in amongst it, yeah. Mm. And, and for me, again, the crucial the crucial part of this 
match once again is going to be uh, if Rangers can limit um, McGregor. Yeah. Yep. If they can limit the influence of Callum McGregor, they have a chance to go on and get a result. Well, somebody who has, he's performed well in your book, Todd Cantwell, would you say, in general, in all the games since he came? Yeah, look, again, I, I think it might have been off here. I, I think yep. at Rangers and Celtic, look, you need to have a little bit of swagger, a little bit of cheek, um, confidence, not arrogance. Yep. Um, and and I think I think he has that. Um, I, I, I think he um, is going to only get better. Um so no, nah, look again. He's come in and he's kind of showed the fans that um, he wants to. He wants to give his all. Um, he's a little bit different. I've got no issue with that whatsoever. Uh, I think he's delivered in in regards to he's he's been one of the better performers since he's he's come into the team. Uh, and I think he can also improve, Paul. He was asked today about his own performances. How does he feel as a Rangers player and how he's been doing over the past few months? And I think it's been difficult. It's been a very unique situation for me where, you know, I had a good spell where I weren't playing football consistently. And, you know, if I'm being completely honest, I think, you know, I probably didn't realise how much I'd I'd missed it, but also how much, you know, I need it to, to be playing at my best level. I think, you know, the more games and, you know, the more um, fitness you can get in, you know, you get to a certain point where you're just ready, you're ready to play and I feel like I'm getting there now. Yeah. Craig, uh, forget the water bottles and all the rest of it, just got on with the game. I mean, that is the thing, isn't it? He's been saying, oh, we're getting better, getting closer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the stuff with Hatati, it looks stupid, doesn't it? And I did, but again, Paul, like, so sometimes you're going to get a different answer from me in terms of what you'd expect. <laughs> I know, but, you know, yeah, no, but in yeah, terms yeah. of, like, that, yeah. that again is kind of competitive... Um, it's advantages. It's it's these little things that, that do happen in a game of football. Uh, it looks silly, but I, I kind of go when I see it. I go, yeah, I, I probably have done that before, uh, and and don't apologise for that because it's about it's about trying to get the edge on your opponent. You'd have done it in a tackle. Ah, uh, but yeah. I've done that in tackles as well. Exactly. You just <laughs> need to find a way, a some way, some yeah. way to get under their skin. Exactly, and and that can be whatever it is, and if it's it's the water bottle, a tackle. <laughs> It's, it's the talking whatever you what, loads of players do it and it, it is, it's just finding that wee bit that, that can just annoy somebody put them off do something and oh, look I wouldn't have criticised him for it if he was my player and they come in I would have said well done what would you have said to Morellas then who kind of allowed it didn't he he was all, he was happy enough um, well who knows quick final word from well before we go into the break um, about the fans and what he wants to do for them um, listen I, I think the fans here they, they want one thing and that's people that care and they want people that want to play for the badge and you know as soon as they can see that then I think they're on your side The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors brand new Toyota showroom in Kenneth Head Road Darnley Let's go 08, 08 17 17 700 ahead of the big game tomorrow Rangers against Celtic 12.30 on the line now is Colin calling from uh, Northern Ireland. Hi, Colin. Colin, good evening. Ah, we seem to have lost him. Let's try Gary in the Gorbals. Hi, Gary. How are you doing, Paul? Good, how are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. brilliant. Uh, buzzing for, for tomorrow, obviously. Okay, what are you thinking? What's your main point tonight? Um, so it's just like a couple of questions for, for James, obviously. You know, firstly, congratulations, League One Manager of the Year winning the league. Um, Thanks, and obviously, obviously, good luck on on the big award. Obviously, I've got my green tinted glasses on, so I know <laughs> who I'm backing. But um, no, just obviously, like, just to really ask about Ange. You know, you know, when you were, I think when you were in the Premier League with Dundee, obviously you, you spoke highly of him. What what is he like, kind of? I suppose behind the scenes, without without obviously giving too much away about his 
how his tactics are in. I'll go on, give it, give it away. <laughs> oh, I, I wish I could. Um, I wish I knew them. Um, no, I think he's just he's the human side of him. Um, the way he spends time and and gives his time, and and it's not just saying Ange, but there's a lot of managers that do that, and and I think it's something that that should be done as well because it, you look at it's. it's it's a tough job, um, and there's not many and not many managers. And 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 to be fair, Gary, that most weekends or a lot of the weekends you spend in this this game, is you don't come home happy. So there's a, there's a lot like that. But I just found the the time that he would stand, he would never seem to be in a rush to get away or or not answer a question. And it was I don't know, just simply he took an interest in. He asked me about my training week. He asked me. It was, I think, the first time it was leading up to an international break. So he was taking an interest in asking what the days off were, and well, basically it was me trying to pick his brain for for certain things. But he always seems to 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 just have a bit of humility where he'll he'll take an interest in you. And I, and I, I don't think for a start it's it's fake or false because I've spoke to enough people in the game now that have yeah. have had similar conversations with him. So it's it's just that he's he's a, just comes across as a very good person. Craig, you know him so well. You've played under him. Yeah, and look, your, your best line in is is to to talk about something that he's extremely uh, passionate about, which is football. Yeah. So, you know, James, to to get that time with him, um, uh, you know, he is he is a good man. He's he's a football man. He he loves the game. Um, he loves to see it played in the right manner, and he's had to work extremely hard for his opportunities through his coaching yeah. career. Um, so you know he understands how hard it is to get there, and I think that's why he likes to spend time with up and coming yeah. coaches. And if he can, if he can give some advice or or just have general discussion, you go away uh, singing his praises, rightfully so, mm. because he is humble. Uh, he wants to yeah. see people do well, uh, and I love I love that about him. I love his passion for the game, um, and and you know for me personally, seeing Australian do well is is good yeah. for our stock. It's just a little bit painful for me in Glasgow <laughs> being, yeah. uh, being uh, a Rangers man. Yeah. Gary, stay with us. We're going on to Colin, who's on from Northern Ireland. And Colin, you're there. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? I we're really good, thank you. Sunshine in Glasgow. Where are you? Whereabouts? I'm, I'm sitting up here in Bell's House. All right. Bell's Hill, right? <laughs> Which part of Northern yeah. <laughs> All right, Colin, so it'll be sunny there as well. So what are you thinking for the tomorrow? Are you looking forward to the game? Yeah, looking forward to the game tomorrow, and I just, I just think how bad, how poor sportsmanship it is by Rangers Football Club not to give Celtic a guard of honour. How, 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 how poor is that in this day and age? The team, the team has achieved what they have achieved, but yet no one club won't acknowledge what another club has done. Would you, would your players do it? Do you think would Celtic give the guard of honour? to Rangers tomorrow if it was at Celtic Park with just 60,000 Celtic fans? It doesn't matter. It doesn't but, matter what, 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 what one team will do and what one other team will do. You set the president. You set the president. It's about an acknowledging what one team have done. What one team have done. One team has gone on to won a treble in their own country in one season. Well, but, it, look, you know, but would Celtic do it? I don't know the answer. You'd have to ask Celtic. Is it is it a big issue? I don't know, James. Have you have you? Uh, we we had a couple of guard guard of honours from Clyde and yeah, maybe Queen of the South. I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah. But no, look, I, 
I played at Hibs. Um, right, and yeah. I, I don't think for a second if Hearts had and this is nothing against Hearts but it just wouldn't have been accepted in Edinburgh I played for Dundee we wouldn't have done it for Dundee United Dundee United wouldn't have done it for us and and I just think there's a rivalry a rivalry there that I don't know it's not sure. it's not a big deal to me um, whether and I, I can see what, what Colin's saying yeah, they have yeah. achieved a lot but they're going to get their trophies their fans are going to get the chance to celebrate with them next week yeah. Regardless of who I supported, I, I, I wouldn't care whether my team yeah. got a guardian or not. And I think, and I, I'm, I'm of the same opinion, James. Uh, look, for me, a, a guard of honour doesn't necessarily mean that there there is uh, a lack of respect or no. Yeah. For me, there's award nights coming up, and I can guarantee you, uh, the players and the coaches that are up there winning awards uh, and they're mixing at that that night at the end of the season, there's huge respect, huge respect. Um, the guard of honour uh, for me, like I said, uh, obviously being Rangers side, yeah, not a, not a chance that was ever going to happen. So I don't even see it really as a talking point. Yeah, I agree. In an ideal world, it probably would happen both ways. But the rivalry of these clubs is part of the magic that's that makes part it the of biggest them, in the world. And yeah. that's it. You're, so you're spot on. On paper, yeah. And yes. That, but, but, that, that's but, where I disagree with you saying in an ideal world okay. that would happen because yeah. then the rivalry isn't it? The rivalry exactly. then if we're all going that's to diluted. stand. And, sure. Yeah, I thought... The, the, as long yeah. as it's not getting silly and, and yeah. the trouble oh, that's good, whatever but same in Edinburgh same in Dundee yeah. same in Manchester wherever it is the rivalry yeah. is part of it and that's why it's such a good rivalry because two teams want to sure. win that much yeah. and, and they're, the big, they're, they're the biggest rival there so they're not going to stand and, and applaud them out onto the pitch What does Gary think in the Gorbals? Gary? Do you know what I'm going to say with James in this one I'm not losing any sleepover you know, guard of honours and all the rest of it. We know we're the best team in the country. And and, and I think, as, as James says, rivalry is rivalry. I get yeah. that there has to be a respect level to an extent, but I think when it comes to these games, you know, I think we're, we're in danger of losing uh, the game's bite. Yeah. Um, because, you know, when you look at down south, I think it's it's more um, admirable down south when, when English teams do it. It's a wee bit a touristy league feel to it kind of thing but yeah. but for but for me you know as I say like I know for a fact we wouldn't do it for them and just to touch on Colin's point we've not won a treble yet I know I keep banging on about this every week in the show we've not won a treble I know Inverness are in the championship but you know the game's not played in paper we're potentially losing to our best defenders for the game um, so you know we, we've got a a massive game to win uh, on June the 3rd but now nah, for me no no uh, guard of honour for All me right. tomorrow but we are in a democracy Colin and your freedom to say what you think there what do you think is going to happen tomorrow are you going to have that clean sweep six games five tomorrow, wins tomorrow we will go to Ibrox and there will be 50,000 fans bathing for our blood yeah. and hopefully the team will walk out with t-shirts saying back to back champions and do you know what? Do you know what? In all fairness, yep. belt out something the best because it's something the best we walk on out clean and white. Colin there with his uh, unique, well, it's maybe not a unique view, but his view on it for there. Well, Gary, what are you thinking tomorrow? Um, so it, it depends on obviously what, what team Ange decides to put out. Obviously, like, uh, you know, I think there's, there's talk here kind of, not a weak inside, but given certainly given a, a lot mm. of a fringe players um, game time for me, I would love to see a badder start tomorrow. You know, just give yes. Dyson Maida a rest. Um, I think start Aaron Moy 
Uh, instead, of, instead of Matt O'Reilly so he's got a, that, so. yeah well James McPix thinks he'll play let's hear from the manager um, before we finish with you about the injury update and Aaron Moy features James Forrest available so he's back training which is good Aaron Moy's a little bit touch and go for tomorrow he's, 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 he's just a bit sore uh, from a couple of things so uh, we'll see how he is and um, everyone else uh, yeah I mean you, you know Carter Vickers yeah, Johnson these guys yep. are uh, Stephen Walsh, uh, yep. the guys are missing out, but the guy, everyone else is, is good to yeah. go. Craig, what are you thinking there? Yeah, I was just looking yeah. through there, see like David David Turnbull in terms of players yeah. that, that that might sure. um, you know get that opportunity. Yeah. He hasn't played probably as much as what he would like, but that's because the standards have sure. been so high. Scored that, against Rangers early in the season. He, yeah. he, he scores goals for he's, he's, he takes up good positions in that attacking area. He gets him in, in in nice little pockets. Doesn't mind a shot. Hits a target. He's he's a goal scorer. So. Um, Maybe a player like that at this stage of the season, I think, would be a good option. You know, because Andrew's still on a test to see that yep. you know you've got players that can mm-hmm. can still make that step. And and in regards to the the longer term plan, which is next season. Yep. James, uh, what do you think of what's come up in the Bush Telegraph there from from Craig Moore? <laughs> uh, Dave, David Turnbull tomorrow. Yeah, look, top player. Yeah, I really do like him. Yeah. Again, one I've seen coming through and excellent, and he does that. The, yeah, he's a midfielder that scores goals. Mm. Um, different goals, makes good runs. Yeah, he's a really effective player. So, but again, I, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm thinking that Angie's going to change too much in terms of because as much as he, that we might be saying they're looking towards next season or whatever, that they can still go in. And I, again, I'm going sure. back to my position a couple of weeks ago where they're chasing records. Yep, 107 and, points and, available. And is. In his head, and, and it's not the be-all and end-all, of course, the Scottish Cup final, the league's won, so the yeah. Scottish Cup final's the next one, but you want those wee records, because like yeah. they're important. And we'd, Again, going back to what we were talking about, you, you take so many knocks in this game, so when, when you've got wee, wee incentives to go, and, to go and get, then he'll be chasing them, and, and I'm sure he'll be putting out the team he thinks is the best chance of beating Rangers. Mm-hmm. Gary, final point from you. Yeah, I just uh, just one again for James. Just in terms of going up to the championship next year, in terms of if he's got his eye on any particular players or what type of players does he think would he would need for the championship for that kind of next level up? Yeah, no, like we've been doing it for a while. Um, looking at the the types of, of players that we need, we know we we do need to strengthen. We're we're not naive, and and we know we're going up a level. We've got a lot of belief in the squad that we've got, but we do need extra quality. In terms of the type, um, probably where we did struggle this season in, in certain games was at the top end of the pitch. Now, I don't know if that was down to a lot of the time teams coming and sitting in, particularly East End Park, and and making it hard for us, which is which is every right for a team to do. We, we've done it as well in certain games, but going to the Championship, I don't believe it'll be like that. It'll be more... Teams won't come and, and sit in as much as, as what they've done um, in this league. So, But we do need we need extra quality at the top end of the pitch and that's what we're focusing on at the minute. But look, like I say, any time, if, if a good player pops up, it doesn't matter what position he is and if he fits our budget and fits what we're looking for, then we'll certainly have a look at him. And there's a good player on Sky just now. They're talking about uh, 
Nathan Patterson, who just a year or two ago was featuring, maybe not often enough for Rangers, but he would have played in many of these games. Gary, thanks very much. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you to Colin earlier. Quick break and then we're back. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show. We're right into the weekend now. Looking forward to all the games. We're also looking forward to Sunday morning, the Go Radio Business Show with Hunter and Hockey. And it's going to be David Milne, the Managing Director of KC Group Shipping, who will be their special guest. Mark Hunter was brilliant last week, former Chief Exec, retired Chief Exec of Milson Coors. And you've done your best for them over the years. A few uh, tinnies, is it you call it? Yeah. Coors, yeah. Scores, Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mark Loves was a tinny. On, yeah, the Scott, <laughs> who was the Chief Exec. But we're looking forward to this Sunday morning. It's David Milne who'll be on... 11 till 12 it's a great show James if you missed it get it in the download some brilliant guests as well and from the football world uh, as well so that's on Sunday morning uh, tomorrow well there's a big games tonight we've been majoring mainly on the Old Firm Derby at 12.30 can I ask you both about some of the other games St Mirren against Hearts James what about St Mirren and Stephen Robinson your fellow nominee for manager of the year yeah fantastic season um, written off at the beginning wasn't he by many people yeah, and then so wrong they were with yeah. that. Like I've met him a few times. He's been he's been excellent to to speak to. Again, going back to to talking to managers, it can you can pick their brains. You can he's always one that that gives you the time. And delighted for him in the season he's had as well. And I believe he's the first manager to get St Mirren in the the top six, if that's right. Yeah. So a great achievement for him. Um, I hope he doesn't win it on. On Sunday night, right enough, but <laughs> yeah. I'm joking. No, look out, whoever wins it yeah. deserves it. But no, look, great guy, and, and he's done a fantastic job in there. And we did mention last night that he's a St Mirren boss, and of course, Alec Ferguson, he gets sacked at St Mirren. So if uh, yeah. Sir Alex yeah, can lose his job there, having said that, who's going to win? Tomorrow, Craig, you first of all. What do you think? Yeah, look, Saints I'm, I'm going to go for a draw. St Mirren have done oh, an excellent job yep. to, to hit top six, no doubt about that. Um, Hearts and and the Naismith, I think, have done okay. Um, they've certainly showed a, a lift in energy, uh, and the performances have been okay. So I'm going for a score draw, one-one. James, what do you think? You know what I think with that one, Paul. Yep. St. Mirren win. St. Mirren win. Uh, St. Johnson against Motherwell. Craig, you're first off. So Saints are now uh, free of relegation worries. Yes. Up against uh, Motherwell. Motherwell, um, and and that man Van Veen just just keeps on going, yeah. keeps on going. Uh, it's amazing what confidence can can do. Yep. Um, the season that he's had, 25, 25 goals. Um, out, of your, out of your budget, according big, to Stuart Kettlewell. Big present, yeah. Well, for yeah, they had for Rangers or exactly right. Celtic. Or I'm going to go for a Motherwell away win against St Johnson. St Johnson are safe, uh, as you mentioned there, but Van Veen, Motherwell on fire. I'm going to draw in that one. Huh? Yeah, no real reason why I think it will be a draw, but I think Stephen McLean's got a good got a well. good turnout of them since he's went in obviously Kettlewell's done great getting in there as well but I think that one will be a draw Is Callum Davidson off to your old job at Dundee do you think that's the case and what a crazy week isn't it oh. Gary Burr gets the promotion which is what he was brought in for uh, they announced at 10 o'clock he's manager of the year for the championship and then he's gone moments later now we're reading there's been you know behind the scenes uh, not getting on with John Helms uh, but w w were you surprised that he's gone yeah, I was. Yeah, I'm a, like like Craig said, but we're not privy to the yeah. the stuff in at Rangers. I'm not at Dundee anymore. I'm, I don't know what's going on in the background, but look, I feel for Gary. I really do. Um, that league's not easy to get out of. It's his first time working in Scotland. 
And people will say, well, they didn't win it the way they should have won it. Who cares what way you win a league? If you win a league, you win the league. I seen the. I was delighted on Friday night when they did win the league. Obviously, a lot of the players that are there, the younger kids that were in my youth team, one of them scoring on the night. Who was that? Lyle Cameron was was excellent on the night. Um, Josh Mulligan started the game as well. So look, it's. I was delighted for the club. A lot of the staff there that, that still work when I worked there and. And then you see that. Look, I'm sad when when any manager loses their job, yeah. but particularly when in those circumstances, I, I really do feel for Gary Boyer. He's going to t- come back soon, surely. They're seeing maybe Blackpool. Yeah, yeah I mean, look again. All all he could do was was mm. come and, and achieve uh, and to win. That was that was his job. He's done that. Um, seems a very strange and and, and odd decision, uh, if I'm being honest. But at the same time, Paul, I'm never ever surprised. With, with what can happen in football, um, it's, it's just one of those ones where you kind of you, you got to dust yourself down and, and and go again. And I think Gary, after the success that he's had, mm. there will be opportunities for him down south, no doubt about that. Yeah, and he's worked at big clubs down there before, and he's got a good reputation down there as well. And, and what I must say as well, he's another one that that will give you the time to speak to him. Dave Mackay, who is my assistant. Mm had a week or so with him before we got him to, to Dunfermline and he's always been great with Dave as well and everyone I do speak to speaks very highly of Gary whether that's a player a member of staff and, yep. and the, the, probably the big thing for me that, that makes it even a bit more strange is you've seen the, the rapport he's got with the fans he's yeah. built up such a connection with, with the fans at that football club and, and trust me I know that's not easy to do up there <laughs> um, yeah. I certainly never done that but you seen it on Friday night. The fans were were over the moon for him, the, the civic reception or whatever they had, and then you wake up in the Monday or whatever morning, and and that happens. Baffling, but strange that's football. That's football. What about Kelly against Livingston? What's going to happen, Craig? Start with you. That one at Rugby Park. They need to. We know how the table stands. Ross County thirty points. Mm. Kelly and Dundee United on thirty one. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? Uh, for me. Kilmarnock, obviously, their best opportunity to win games has been at home. It's yep. been proven all season. Away have been uh, not great. The desire and hunger and what's at stake for Kilmarnock, I think, will um, swing in their favour. And therefore, I think they'll come over the top of Livingston 2-1. 2-1. And Livingston, to be fair, under no pressure, can also go out and relax and, and, and play quite freely. But just their recent form hasn't been great. By all accounts, Kelly were really poor, though, last weekend, weren't they? Yeah, how do you think they'll do tomorrow? I, I'm with Craig on that yeah. one. I think just with, with Derek and Tony Dock, they'll they'll yeah. have worked all weekend, and that's not to say Davy Martindale sure. and Christoph sure. Bear and his staff won't have. But I just think when it comes to the big games, Derek's been involved as a player manager and enough of them to know, and he knows how to win games from that side of it. And and I I can see a Kilmarnock win tomorrow. Good for Kelly to win. What about Dundee United against Ross County, James? Massive, Hard to call. Massive, yeah. massive yeah. game. <laughs> this one. Um, it's a big one. Particularly if we're predicting Kilmarnock to win, and if that yeah, does happen, sure. then that is a that's a huge game. Um, I don't know. Again, Malky's one that uh, he gets results when when he needs them. United, there'll be a lot of pressure on them at home. Um, I'll, I'll expect there'll be a big crowd because mm. when when that club needs their fans like Dundee, that yep. the fans get behind them. And I think uh, I know it's been a bit obvious, but yeah. the, the first goal is vitally Massive. important in that yeah. game. And I don't know. I, and I'm, this has nothing to do with like the the, the St Mirren one way uh-huh. with Hearts, but this is 
Nah, with this one, I, I fancy Ross County to go down there and get yeah. something. Genuinely, yeah. I don't. I, yeah. I've just got a gut feeling, and okay. as Walter Smith says on yeah. on the pro license days, once uh-huh. just always go with your gut. So always I'm, go I'm, with your gut. Yeah, yeah. Nah. That's a former Dundee. It's a big one. Going, yep, sure. It's, it's a big one to go for, and like I said, I, I, I rate that gun with the gut because that's me as well. But I just think, look, Malky McCoy, he does have a great deal of experience um, at the, at this level. Um, but I, I just don't see how Ross County are going to survive this season. I think they will go down, and I think that Dundee United, uh, with a great home support for this particular match with what's at stake, mm-hmm. I, I think will be too strong. I think it'll be close, but I think that they'll get the three points. Craig, what about Petaudry? Sell out tomorrow, Aberdeen against Hibs. The prize that they're chasing is third spot. Yeah, and, and since Barry Robson's uh, come into that job and his backroom staff, I think that the improvement has uh, been significant. I think that uh, Aberdeen have hit a really, really good run. And again, I'd expect them to secure a third position and get a home win against Hibs. So they would go on to 56 points. Uh, Hibs would stay in 47. James, what do you reckon? Your old club, Hibs? Yeah, the same. And it's an answer that hurts me, but I think Aberdeen again. And there'll be a big crowd there. Great job Barry's done since he went in. Fantastic. And it's great to see that actually when when somebody goes in and does so well and, and then gets rewarded with, with staying on. Obviously, Liam Fox has went up who I'm, yep. I'm close with and was very unfortunate, in my opinion, yep. but the way things happened at Dundee United. So uh, I can see the big crowd at Pataudry, we know how tough that can be when, when those fans are with them and, and they'll win, I think, tomorrow. 1-0. It'll be tight, 1-0. Yep. It's the Gothenburg weekend, of course, because it's 40 yeah, years it yesterday since they won. You won't remember, Craig, because you were in Australia. You weren't yeah. born at that time, James, but my goodness. So, Sir Alex, you would imagine he'll be there tomorrow. Willie Miller, Alex McLeish, Alex your old McLeish. gaffer will be there. Yeah, I've seen what Archie Knox interviews. Yeah. I've oh, seen, uh, it's like one of those yeah. ones. I still follow the news, Paul. Yeah, of course you do. <laughs> but the Dons, Aberdeen winning the European Cup Winners' Cup against Real Madrid. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, what about the big game, the biggest game, the early kickoff? We'll come to it in a moment or two. We'll get the update. We heard from Ange Postacoglu a few moments ago about the update on injuries and who's fit. We'll get from Michael Beale in a moment. But before it, James, what's your insight tonight? What do you reckon? I know it could be the toss of a coin, but Queen's Park, Partick Thistle, who is going to win? 4-3 at the moment for the Jags. Yeah, I say that at the start yep. of the show, I fancy Thistle and yep. I've been sitting thinking about it and then you, you swing a... You swing to Queen's Park. It's, it's my, Craig said that I don't know if it was on or off air, but the playoffs have been completely different from what yeah. playoffs are normally like. Mm-hmm. They're normally tight, cagey, not wanting to make mistakes. Then you see a 6 now, a 6 2, a 4 3. So yeah. it's great but, entertainment for a neutral when you're. That's right, you're filling. Who's going to win? What's your gut telling? Go back to what Walter said to you. Partick and Brian Graham to score. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm. Yeah, just my gut. No, I'm going Partick just because I think that they've got a okay. they've got a bigger spread of goals. And uh, what about tomorrow then? What about Falkirk uh, against Airdrie? Is it all over, James? Six uh, two. Uh, those two teams in it. And I said I, I spoke to you yep. when I came in, yep. and I got a bit of a bit of stick maybe three or four months ago when I said Airdrie were the best team we had faced. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, I still believe they are. It was it was not a dig at Falkirk. No. Um, I believe they are the best team we've faced. The problem is the the goalkeeper get sent off and how big a deal that'll be I'm not sure um, but I, I think unless Falkirk got a couple of early goals then it's done but the problem I think Falkirk have got is that Airdrie can score it well sure. when, when they're on the game and, or when they're on sure. their, their game so I think, I, yeah. it's done everyone it's done. probably goes Airdrie yeah, I, take yeah. the, I take the steer this is a man that knows knows those sure. teams very very well I think that um, 
I think the Falkirk will win the match, but I don't think they'll do enough in regards to going through. But we wish our, our own Stephen McGinn, the captain, he's been great for Falkirk, yeah. hasn't he, this yeah, season? Yeah, he's been excellent and this season. And it would be great to see him. But lots of Airdrie fans on as well. Robert Palamine and Airdrie will be tuned in. And uh, Aki, you might go tomorrow. there tomorrow. Hamilton against Alloa. 1-0. One uh, one are they going to uh, do it? First look. Yeah. Yes. Yes, you think so. Uh, let's get back to tomorrow then. 12.30 kick-off. Let's hear from Ange Postacoglu about the players' fit and who's out. James Forrest's available, so he's back training, which is good. Aaron Moy's a little bit touch and go for tomorrow. He's, 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 he's just a bit sore uh, from a couple of things, so uh, we'll see how he is. And um, everyone else, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you know, Carter Vickers, Johnson, these guys are... Uh, Stephen Walsh, uh, the guys are missing out, but the guy, everyone else is, is good to go. And the game itself? It's, it's a game, I guess, tomorrow where... OK, there's no major consequences in terms of league table um, and points, but, you know, it's still a big game, still a derby game. But, you know, not from my perspective, I don't think it, it, it gives you sort of any sort of edge, significant edge in terms of next year. You know, from our perspective, like I said, we just want to finish the season strong. Chance tomorrow to, to sort of, you know, um, have a look at a couple of things as well from, from a team perspective, um, you know, building into next year. So... As I said, we'll use these games as an opportunity to, to make sure we're ready for the cup final and also, you know, um, just sort of have a look at a few things that we, we kind of want to work with. Michael Beal. Obviously, Ben misses out from last week. Ryan Jack comes back into the squad, so I'm delighted to, uh, to see Ryan back in training in the last couple of days. Other than that, no changes. It will underline some of the things and progress that's been made that's maybe being overlooked, but that's fine. Like, you know, we can see inside where we're going and who we're going there with and... Uh, in the in the main, I've been pleased. I've had a couple of really sore results and sore days in the time I've come back in. But in terms of attitude from the group and commitment to what I'm asking, I can't fault that. It's important that we start to show that we can win against opponents of similar level or a higher level than us. That's that's the challenge for this group now in the next four or five months to to prove that on the days where the game is in balance, that we have the big moments. In the games when it's in Europe, where you might see another team's name and think their squad's worth more or, or whatnot, that this team stand up and show it. They've done it in the past. Um, they've upset the odds in the past in big European games and domestic ones. And I would say to this, this team, this group, um, that they need to start doing that again. Craig Moore, what's going to happen? Uh, I'm going to go for a score draw in this match. Uh, I think uh, the Rangers starting lineup uh, very, very similar. Hadji, I think, will come out. Arfield can come in. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and Davies is out, Suta in. The rest will be the same. Uh, for Celtic, I'm thinking I would not be surprised to see a David Turnbull, a Barter coming into their lineup. But I'm going to go for a score draw, 1 1. Score draw. James, what do you reckon? I agree with Craig's lineups. I'll, I'll yeah. take the, <laughs> that, that from him, and I think Celtic will win 2 1. 2 1 Celtic, you reckon? Enjoy Sunday night. Good luck there. You're up with Ange Postacoglu, Stephen Robinson and Darren Young. So it should be a special night. Thanks very much. Will you come back and join us soon? Absolutely. If you, if you don't wait a year to phone me again. <laughs> he was away getting the, the, the knee sorted. Great to have you back on the programme. Lots of good reaction tonight. Uh, Craig, enjoy your weekend. Cheers, Paul. Thank you. You'll be back with us next week. Yes. Yep. Enjoy. And the Aki's tomorrow as well. Maybe later after the Old Firm. Thanks very much, everyone. Thanks for all the calls. It's always up next. See you Monday at five. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! 
there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. 